Aaron Rodgers still has not decided where he's going to play in 2023, but there are some signs he's leaning towards joining the Jets. Maybe? We're talking the latest Aaron Rodgers developments today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, March 14th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. This podcast is free and it's available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help the podcast out and help other Jets fans find Locked On Jets. Well, free agency has begun in the NFL, albeit unofficially. Monday began what's known as the legal tampering period. That's the point where teams and free agents can begin discussing contracts. Now, nothing could be official until Wednesday, which is the beginning of the new league year, but deals get worked out. There are a number of players who have already signed. For the Jets, only one player has signed so far, and that's Greg Zerline. We'll talk about him a little bit later because the topic on everybody's mind right now is Aaron Rodgers. I talked about it yesterday. It would be really, be- it would have been really beneficial for the Jets and the Packers, for that matter, to have known at the beginning of the legal tampering period what Aaron Rodgers was going to do, and Aaron Rodgers through one day, has not provided an indication, or at least a final notice to the teams of what his decision is for the 2023 season, whether he's going to stay with the Packers, whether he's going to go to the Jets, or whether he's going to retire. And, you know, the Jets really don't have any leverage in the situation. The Jets have kind of put themselves here, and, you know, I've talked about this. This is the position the Jets find themselves in, and it's largely of their own doing, where they have taken they've lost all control of the situation it's now up to Aaron Rodgers the Jets have to wait on his time frame there really is no alternative one of the top you know second one of the top secondary options was Jimmy Garoppolo who's now gone he's going to sign with the Raiders which is no real surprise so for the Jets it's pretty much Aaron Rodgers or bust and Rodgers knows he holds all the cards so the Jets are going to need to wait this out and as we know and as we've already seen right now Aaron Rodgers is not a good faith actor so he knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows how beneficial it would have been for the Jets and for the Packers to make a decision by the beginning of the legal tampering period. It would have helped these teams set up their offseason. He knows that he's you know hurting these teams by waiting this out. But you know this is, this is the Aaron Rodgers show. This is a guy who has turned the last now three offseasons into a reality TV show. It's a guy who's just you know trying to get attention. So we now need to wait on his time frame. And you know listen, if he's a top three quarterback. It will be worth the wait. And if he, you know, if the Jets get him and he's not a top three quarterback, this act is going to get really old really fast because I think, and I sense it among the fan base, people are getting impatient. And it's fair. It's very reasonable to get impatient because this decision, Aaron Rodgers had two months to make a decision. It's not like, not like this, 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 the Jets' interest in him just came out of the blue yesterday and they, you now he's shocked. They, they literally met last week. He's had multiple days to think this over. He's known the Jets, the Jets and Packers, originally talked after the Super Bowl, or around the time of the Super Bowl. So it's not like Aaron Rodgers hasn't known about the Jets' interest, but it's got it's the Aaron Rodgers show. And this is kind of a preview of what the next year year to two, with however long Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets, is going to be like. It's going to be a lot of drama, 
going to be all about Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a Rodgers, you know, trying to do anything in his power to get attention for himself. And if he if he returns to being a top three quarterback, it will be absolutely worth it. And if he doesn't, it could get ugly because people are going to get this act is going to get really old, really fast. However, now with that said, I don't think the Jets' offseason plans are doomed yet. I do think that you know the longer this goes on, the more difficult it gets for the Jets. And you know, unless you think that the Jets have an idea of a final decision for Rodgers. They, they don't. I mean, it's been reported by national reporters. It's been reported by local reporters. The Jets are waiting like the rest of us. Now, yesterday there was news that broke that there was some optimism in the building, and part of that may have been due to a tweet by Trey Wingo, former ESPN reporter. He's, he tweeted out yesterday afternoon, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. So, you know, that second part of that is referencing to Brett Favre because the Jets, of course, traded for Favre, who was a legendary Packers quarterback 15 years ago. The, the keep, though, is obviously the first sentence where Wingo said, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. And Wingo being the guy who says that is especially notable because he was the first reporter who had the story that the Jets and Packers, uh, I'm sorry, the Jets and Rodgers were speaking last week, and he was way ahead of everybody else. I mean, he... He beat everybody by hours to that story. So perhaps he has a pipeline directly to Rodgers. And that would add up because everybody else is saying the Jets and the Packers are waiting to hear what's going to happen. So perhaps Rodgers has revealed his intentions to Trey Wingo, but, you know, did not extend the same courtesy to his old team, the Packers, and his potential new team, the Jets. There also have been rumblings out there, and again, this is both from national reporters and local reporters. I've seen it from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. I've seen it from Connor Hughes of SNY that Rodgers, there, there's a lot of buzz in league circles that Rodgers is trying to recruit free agents to join him in New York, that Rodgers is telling people that he's coming to New York, he's saying, come to me with the Jets. So this is saga will continue. We don't know how long it's going to last. Hopefully we get some sort of answer definitively today. And you can tell I'm getting a little I'm getting a little impatient with this thing because again, it's not like this this just this situation dropped on Rogers yesterday and he needs to make a decision without any sort of deliberations. The man has had two months to deliberate. The man went to his you know his darkness retreat because he said that would lead that would lead to his decision. Literally as the Packer season ended, he said he was not going to draw this out that there was going to be a time frame. Just the other day he said it would take a short time. So. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers makes a decision soon. Unfortunately for the Jets, you know, again, they don't really have any cards to play right now. They've made it clear that Rodgers is their first and only choice. And they, they've not even given a pretense of a plan B here, which means that Rodgers, you know, can drag this out as long as he wants. And part of it might be, you know, part of it, the Jets may be collateral damage here because part of this motivation could be Rodgers just trying to damage the Packers on his way out. Because the longer he's frozen in place the more difficult it is for Green Bay to move forward in the offseason because they don't know whether they, whether they got a plan for him to be in Green Bay or whether they can plan for him not to be in Green Bay. It's a situation, it's a complex situation, made more complex by the way Rodgers acts. And this is just, again, this is the Aaron Rodgers experience. If you're frustrated by this, well, get ready for the next year to two because it's going to be nothing but this. Next offseason, you're going to get a repeat of this. And the question is, can Rodgers still play at that high of a level? Because the reason the Jets are waiting out, the reason the Jets are putting up with this, and this is real nonsense the Jets are putting up with, the reason the Jets are putting up with this, the reason you're putting up with this, the reason I'm putting up with this, is if Aaron Rodgers is still a top three quarterback, 
you, this was worth it. This is a, this is actually I would say this is even a small price to pay if this guy goes out and plays at the top three quarterback level because the Jets' potential for twenty twenty three is very high then in a way it's not with any other quarterback. But if Aaron Rodgers is, has declined at all, this is going to get re- I, I'm going to keep using the phrase it's going to get really old really fast and. The longer this drags out, the less patient people are going to be. Now, I have here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll continue this Tuesday episode. We're going we're gonna to touch on something I said a little bit earlier. Aaron Rodgers is talking about recruiting free agents to New York. That could be a sign he's coming. If he does, though, what types of free agents will he bring in? We'll talk about it a little bit further as we continue this Tuesday episode of the Lockdown Jets podcast. This episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. I would not even consider putting money down trying to figure out when Aaron Rodgers is going to make his decision, whether he's going to go to the Jets, whether he's going to stay with Green Bay, whether he's going to retire. But we are approaching the playoff time in the NBA. Teams are making their run to the postseason, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And this is because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, even threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listener, first watch every day. This podcast is free and available on all platforms. It's all Aaron Rodgers all the time. All eyes are on Aaron Rodgers until he makes a decision. And I think he knows it. I think he likes it that way. And we'll find out. Maybe maybe Tuesday will be the day where we find out Aaron Rodgers is coming to the Jets. Certainly seems like things are leaning that way. I mean, all the buzz is that Rodgers... Uh, Rodgers is looking to come to New York. And as I mentioned in the first segment, there were multiple reports yesterday that Rodgers is speaking with guys who are free agents and saying, come join me with the Jets. And that's a sign that, you know, even though he hasn't told Green Bay, he hasn't told the Jets anything, and even though nobody can confirm that he's coming to the Jets, that's a sign that, you know, Rodgers could be on his way. I think part of the question when Rodgers gets here is what sort of free agents will he bring to the Jets? This is going to be a kind of an interesting scenario. Now, if you were not a Jets fan, if you were just a fan of another team looking in on this, the Jets getting Rodgers would be a really interesting case study in NFL team management from this standpoint. By all accounts, it seems like this is going to be one of those setups that's not that typical in the NFL. It's much more typical in the NBA, where a team wants a player so badly and the player becomes so important to the team that he essentially becomes... I don't know if a co-GM is the right way to put it, but he has a lot of input, and he has input over roster decisions. And I would imagine, based on, you know, and this is no insider information, this is just an educated guess, but I would guess, based on how badly the Jets want Rodgers and how badly, you know, Rodgers may want to have a say over the team he's coming to, that Rodgers is going to have some degree of sway over the players the Jets sign. And we've, as we said yesterday, as we said, there there was talk yesterday that Rodgers was trying to recruit certain free agents, free agents to come to New York. I think part of the question is, what sorts of free agents are we talking about? Are we talking about friends of Aaron Rodgers? Are we talking about bigger name players? And, and in some cases, there, there's going to be a degree of overlap. But 
my real question is, is, is this going to be like the Alan, Alan Lazards or, and Randall Cobbs of the world? Guys who are just going to come here because they like Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is their friend and Aaron Rodgers, you know, thinks he can get them a big contract with the Jets? Or is it going to be players with, you know, more of an impact? And I think one of the issues with Lazard and Cobb and guys like that, you like the fact that there's some degree of familiarity. You like the fact that there's a degree of chemistry. And I do believe, especially at the wide receiver position, it's not all about talent. Sometimes a guy who maybe is short in the talent department can produce if he just has chemistry with the right quarterback. If he and the quarterback are on the same page, they're in sync, they can, you know, they essentially can figure out where the other guy's going to be every on every play. And you can develop more complex routes as the receiver reads the defense and the quarterback's on the same page. These are the types of things that can help you out. But if you look at last season, you know, Rodgers had a down year. It was the worst year of his career. And it's possibly a sign that he's in decline. There is another theory out there, though. And the theory is that, first of all, you know, he's playing injured. He's playing with a fracture in his thumb, which you know, is kind of tough to do when you're a quarterback throwing the football. So that probably played into it. The other theory behind it is that Green Bay did not have a very good receiving core because they got rid of Devontae Adams. I guess you could say they replaced him with Christian Watson, which is a big drop-off, but... After Adams, you know, if you go back to when Devontae Adams, especially that last year with the Packers, the Packers did not really have a good second option. And part of the theory for Rodgers' struggles last year is that they took away Devontae Adams, and they did not really replace him, and it was a bad receiving core. It was one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL, which is a fair point. Again, you know, these are fair arguments to make. You know, do Is this... Are these really the sources of Rodgers' struggle? Is he still going to be an MVP at 40 years old? I mean, that I don't know. And I think there is also is circumstantial evidence to suggest maybe his decline was age-related, at least to a certain extent. But I do think there's a, there's a fair theory out there that the quality of the receivers played a role in Rodgers' struggles in 2022. Well, okay, if Rodgers' receivers were responsible for how he struggled in 2022... Why would you bring those guys to the Jets? You see where the, where, where I'm having a tough time putting this together? These receivers were, were the source of... If, if your theory is that Rodgers was bad because his, he didn't have good enough receivers, shouldn't you find better receivers than the ones he had in Green Bay? Should you not tr- should you, shouldn't you try to not recreate that situation? Now, it's a little bit different with the Jets, obviously, because they have Garrett Wilson. Who knows what you have in Elijah Moore? I mean, could Rodgers help activate Elijah Moore? I, I think it's possible. But if these guys weren't good enough in Green Bay, why, why would you bring him to the Jets? Outside of uh, the obvious answer to that is that you're desperate to get Rodgers. Rodgers is friends with these guys. He wants them to come to the Jets, so you just figure it out. You, you bring him in, and that's that's like the Aaron Rodgers tax. You know, that, That's the price of doing business with Aaron Rodgers. I understand that, but for Aaron, from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint, I'd like to think that some of these free agencies recruit are going to be higher-end type players because... The Jets are clearing out cap space. Uh, yesterday, John Franklin Myers became the latest Jets player to restructure his contract. He, he Essentially, his cap number goes down in 2023. His cap number goes up in the future. And there have been reports, and I think this, this stuff is pretty obvious. If the Jets get Rodgers, they're going to create as much short-term cap space as possible because it's all about 2023. Perhaps they can get him for a second season in 2024, but you have a very short window. And if you're trading for Aaron Rodgers you have to try and win the Super Bowl. I mean, there's, there's no point in trading for Aaron Rodgers unless you're going all in, unless you're trying to win the championship. So the Jets will create as much short-term cap space as possible. The question is how big of a draw is Aaron Rodgers? 
you know, can he get the guys the Jets need? Jets have Jets have a very good core of young talents. It's the first time you can say that you know, in quite a while, in over a decade, when you talk about Brees Hall, who's coming back, when you talk about Garrett Wilson, Rookie of the Year, Sauce Gardner, the other Rookie of the Year, maybe a second-tier type, maybe a second-tier where you have guys like Elijah Vera Tucker, where you have um, Michael Carter II, a really solid slot corner, where you have John Franklin Myers. There's a base of talent on this team, you know, even not, not so young, but DJ Reed. This is a team that's got the core. Now they need to fill in some of the other parts around them. Can Rodgers find the big-name guys, maybe the guys at the end of their careers who can help fill critical needs for the Jets? I think that's the question. So when we talk about Aaron Rodgers recruiting free agents to come to the Jets, are these guys who are going to put the Jets over the top? Because the Jets will, once the Jets get Rodgers, I mean, it's all, it's all in. You know, we can, we can forget about two years down the line. The Jets won't care about that anymore. Is that the right approach? Well, I think it's, if you get Rodgers, it's really the only approach you can take. So the question I have is, are we just talking about guys who happen to be friends with Aaron Rodgers, or is he actually going to recruit guys who can help this team win and help get this team over the top and end this long Super Bowl drought? But we'll find out in the days. Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll find out in the days ahead, because, I, I mean, I'm tired of waiting for Aaron Rodgers. As we continue on this Tuesday episode of the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention away from Aaron Rodgers. There actually were some minor moves yesterday for the Jets. We'll talk about a player that they, they kept, a player that they lost. That's as we continue this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Built Bar. Hope you're filling out your bracket because in addition to NFL free agency, March Madness begins. It's actually today. The first four begin. We have two games today, two games tomorrow, then 16 games Thursday, 16 games Friday, another 16 over the weekend. Well, there's not just a basketball bracket you have to fill out, though. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered straight to your door. you got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing that you won't think they're good for you. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. They are covered in real chocolate. Every bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast here on this Tuesday, the unofficial second day of free agency in 2023 we still wait on Aaron Rodgers you know by the time you listen to this I hope we have a decision because I think the waiting is just becoming really annoying hopefully Rodgers makes makes his call but there were a couple minor notes from the Jets in the first day of free agency the Jets largely did not participate and part of it's probably because they're frozen from the Rodgers situation I'm a big believer that the first day is when the dumb money is spent because on, on the first day if you're not going to, you, you typically get your first few offers. And if you're signing on the first day, it means that you got an offer so good that you don't even feel the need to negotiate. And through history, and you, you know it if you've watched the Jets the last 15 years, these deals frequently come back to hurt you. They're not all bad, but mo- for the most part, if you're if you're really active on the first day of free agency, there's a good chance it's gonna you're going to look back on it with regret. Maybe the first year will, will be good, but over the long haul, the teams that are most active on the first day of free agency frequently come to make bad deals and frequently come to regret it. So the Jets sitting out the first day is not a big deal. 
And I guess in that sense, maybe as annoying as it is, the whole Rogers saga lasting through the first day maybe isn't such a big deal. You know, if it drags on, the longer it drags on, the bigger of a deal it becomes. But Jets made a couple of moves. The first move they made, which I applaud, is they decided to re-sign Greg Zorline. Thank, thank goodness. Joe Douglas, for the good that he's done for the team, and there's been good and bad, one of the areas where he really struggled the first couple of years was the kicker spot. It really wasn't until they got Eddie Pinheiro in 2021, the second half of that season, that they found somebody reliable. Then over the course of the offseason, they brought in Greg Zorline last year, and Zorline ended up beating out Pinheiro for the kicking spot in training camp and did a solid job. You know, you look at the numbers, they're not that impressive, but part of that was that the Jets had Zorline attempt a lot of long kicks because you know, he's got a huge leg. I mean, he made a 60-yard kick this year. I think overall, Zorline did a, did a very solid job for the Jets. Inside 50, he was virtually automatic, which is what you're looking for. And he gave he extended, he gave you extra range. You know, he, 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 kick, he can make a kick from beyond 55, which is not true of a lot of kickers. So it's kind of like Joe Douglas's favorite thing from a kicker is that he's got a huge leg. That he, can, he can nail a kick from 60. Because if you look through the kickers Joe Douglas brought to the Jets, most of them had enormous legs. They just could not kick the ball through the goalpost. And if you're going to take the approach of getting the biggest leg kicker you can find... Find somebody with a track record in the NFL because college football is full of kickers with big legs who just can't kick it straight. So you know, Joe Douglas proved that he was not great at scouting kickers. So if you're not great at scouting kickers, get a proven guy. And once you got that guy, unless unless somebody's offering him a crazy contract, hold on to him. You know, I, I'm past the point where I'm I'm past the point where I want to deal with another kicker saga. So I'm happy to see Greg Zerline is back with the Jets. I think a good move by the Jets keeping him. And maybe we can finally put this all these kicker woes to, to rest. Because it, it, it was a bad three years between 2019 and 2021. Eddie Pinheiro stabilized things at the end of 2021. Greg Zerline continued to keep them stable in 2022. And hopefully will continue to do so in 2023. The second piece of news is Mike White is gone. The quarterback, the Jets legend, Jets folk hero, who, of course, led them to that victory over the Bengals, Halloween 21 led them to a victory over the Bears the weekend after Thanksgiving 2022, and then otherwise, you know, was really kind of up and down. He has left the Jets. He heads to Miami, where he's going to be the backup quarterback for Tua Tagovailoa, making around $8 million a year. For where the Jets are at, I mean, I think if you're going to pay Aaron Rodgers $60 million a year and you've already, you still have Zach Wilson on your team, it's kind of tough to keep Mike White under those conditions. I thought White would have been a nice guy worth keeping at a lower price, but... He was able to get that in Miami. And also, you know, given the Tua situation, you know, Tua's obviously had all the problems. So Mike White will, you know, be insurance for, for Tua. Whereas with the Jets, you know, Mike White's the clear number two quarterback in Miami. With the Jets, who knows where he'd be, where you fit him in with Rodgers, where you fit him in with Wilson. Would he be ahead of Wilson? Would he be behind Wilson? A much cleaner situation for Mike White going to Miami to be the number two behind Tua Tagovailoa. And at a price, I'm not sure the Jets could have kept him. Mike White will always have a great place in Jets history. I mean, we'll never forget that game against Cincinnati. Unfortunately, now he goes to a division rival. You know, I'd like to be able to root for Mike White because of what he did on that day. But Mike White will always have a spot in Jets lore. However, his time with the Jets seems to have come to an end. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please a big thumbs up. These things help the channel out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll talk tomorrow. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet by then.